ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday edition. It's July 13th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're already ready for the weekend here. Our producer this afternoon, Gabriel Sellers, he's got the party hat on. You got the tie-dye shirt, party hat on. You're ready to go for the weekend. I'm not as festively dressed as you are, but I'm ready for the weekend as well. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I've got some things I'm cooking for the show here today. Uh, I've got a new feature. I thought it'd be fun. Every Friday, I don't want to do the tired old, hey, who won the week? You know, you'll hear sports talk shows go, who won the week? And ask you that question. I don't want to know who won the week. I want to know who lost the week. Not, hey, here's the guy. Like, LeBron James would technically win the week almost every week in certain categories. I don't want to hear that. I want to know who lost the week. And I'm going to throw it out to you guys. I want you to let me know who lost the week. I've got the winner, in my mind, who lost the week, but you've got a chance to maybe influence that a little bit. And again, the number is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Did Louisville lose the week? They're a huge candidate right now. Did Papa John lose the week? Big candidate there. Is there somebody out there that lost the week that maybe I need to know about before we get into the finals of this show? This this last segment coming up, you get an opportunity. So uh, that's where we're at today, of course. I got a few things I want to get into with you. First of all, I was going to save this for later, but I just want to jump into it now because I think it's worth talking about. Andy Katz does a great job. Used to work for ESPN almost 20 years there covering college basketball. And he works, of course, with the NCAA. He's also got a uh, podcast, and he does a lot of work covering college basketball. He talked to Dan D'Antoni, and it's a great article talking about the top 10 plays of the tournament, talking about how Marshall has a new confidence after winning in the NCAA. Some good stuff from Dan D'Antoni. Dan said it solidified our support, talking about the the fans, uh, said that we had 2,000 people come to see the brackets, I think there were more than 2,000 there. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's underselling that. There were more than 2,000 people there. And he said in this interview with Katz that their ultimate goal, win an NCAA title, noble. That's what you want to hear from your coach, right? We're not here just to win conference championships. We're here to win the whole thing. Dan Tony said, and some of you may know this, a lot of you probably don't, I've suspected for a while. D'Antoni said in the interview to Katz, we're working on a campaign for a practice facility. Now, you heard you heard the athletic director talk about these type of things, working on campaign for a new capital expense campaign. And, again, the quote is, we're working on a campaign for a practice facility. And he added, we're taking Marshall to a high, mid-major way of operating. We're already chartering, have extra training tables, and 
We've just got the best recruiting class since I've been here. We're out recruiting some Mac and American schools. We hadn't done that in the past. And one of the guys that's cited is Michael Byers from Mesa Community College in Arizona. As an example, D'Antoni said he hadn't heard of us before that. We think he's a hidden gem. And Byers is from Houston, so yeah, I can imagine he never heard of Marshall before. And Cat cites, of course, Cam Brooks, Harris, um, the Sustix kid, um, mentions Elmore, C.J. Burks, returning guards. D'Antoni said it could be two NBA-level guards once they're done at Marshall. Jansen Williams is getting a big push here. And he cites the fact that they're going to get some more time to get out there, work on their game, because they're going to head to the Bahamas on the 11th through the 17th, and they get to start practices on July 23rd. So it's a positive article on the Thundering Herd, but just to go back, this is the attitude you get from Dan D'Antoni. This is why he has made a real impact on Marshall, not just because he's a, a son of Marshall, not just because he has got a, a really good basketball IQ, is that he said that we're taking Marshall to a high mid-major way of operating. And you don't see that sometimes. You do not see that way of thinking. You are what you are, and you just operate as such. And I love Dan D'Antoni for saying that because, hey, you want to be professional? You look professional. You sound professional. You act professional. Professional is not just, hey, I'm getting paid to do something. It's a state of mind. It's a, it's a way of life. It's not just the status. You can be unemployed and be professional. You can be a college kid not getting paid for working on your craft, and you can be professional. It's not just you're getting paid for something. It's how you operate. How you go about taking care of your business. How you handle everything. Are you professional? And some schools maybe don't take it that way. They are just resigned to the fact they don't have the revenue. They don't have the income. They don't have the support staff. They just don't have. A bunch of not-havers. And it doesn't matter if you don't have. You make what you have work, and you do it the best of your ability, and you go out your business. And that's what Marshall's done right now with Dan D'Antoni. You've seen things improve slowly, but surely. I'm sure there's been some resistance. Can't just open up the checkbook and write Dan a check and say, here you go, do what you need to do. But this is a key to being a high-level basketball school. You operate at a high level. Wins will come, but you operate at a high level and a practice facility, again, you remember we had the conversation about facilities maybe don't necessarily help recruiting. But the flip to that is, no, they don't necessarily help win all the recruiting battles, but, boy, they do help the kids that are here. And Marshall could use a new facility. Basketball definitely could use some, some facility upgrades. Let's just be honest. Football is always going to get the lion's share of everything. That's just how college athletics work these days. But basketball, there's so many opportunities there. 
And you've got Dan D'Antoni, still a young age of 71. He's probably going to be coaching until he's 91. Who knows? I don't know if he's going to go that far. But he's going to be coaching for a few more years, putting Marshall in a position to to win, be a, a player in college basketball. And he's shooting for the big prize. We're going to win an NCAA championship. So how do we do this? This is how we operate. This is how we handle our business. This is how we go about. This is what we do. You want to be professional. You look professional. You sound professional. You act professional. You just be professional. You want to be a mid-major that's high, really high regard or just handles their business, a mid-major, a major mid-major. If that's even a term, you want to be a major mid-major, you walk like one, you talk like one, you act like one, you handle your business like one. That's how you do it. So Dan D'Antoni, interesting interview today with Andy Katz. You can find it on the NCAA website. Of course, Katz does a podcast as well. March Madness 365 is the weekly podcast he does. So good stuff there. We're going to take our first time out, come back. I'm still looking for who lost the week. Do you have a, a person, a school, something that you can just point to and say, you had a bad day, you had a bad week, you lost the week? I'll reveal my pick when the show continues. We get your phone calls in as well. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. The phone lines for this Friday, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. There's starting to become a trend in professional and college athletics. I don't know how big of a trend it's going to be. If it's ever going to happen here in Huntington at Marshall, but concession prices seem to be dropping. That's a big deal. There's going to be a drop in concession prices now at Mississippi State University. The athletic Department releasing that information. Uh, this is what they said in the release. They value the feedback of their Bulldog family, and reducing the price of concessions has been something I have been very excited about since becoming director of athletics. This is from MSU Athletic Director John Cohen. He added, providing our fans and families with more affordable food and beverage options is extremely important. I mean, we saw FAU doing this. Their paradise pricing. Hey, the Bulldogs are now jumping on board this. The Atlanta Falcons did this as well. I think this is the right direction because sometimes what's going to hold you back and going to a ball game. Ticket price is one. Ticket price is very important. Two, just the fact that I can watch the game on TV. I don't think TV revenue, however, is going to offset actual revenue from ticket sales. And I don't think that people are necessarily going to not go to a game because it's on TV. TV ratings are down. Season tickets are down. Attendance has been down. It's just across the board. This isn't just a uh, one-school problem. So I don't think that 
TVs taking away from the college game day experience. People aren't going. I don't think that uh, people are not able to come because of certain factors uh, that are led to the fact that you know, I, just, I can watch it on game on TV. No, that's not it. Um, I think it's ticket price to a degree. I think there's just a lot of things people have to do. It's very hard sometimes to actually go and commit lots of hours to a sporting event. I mean, it's hard to just pull up, drive your car, pull up, park, go. Tailgating is a big factor. Of course, parking, if you don't get there at certain times, you're going to be walking further. There's so many things, and there's so many excuses. But I think concessions are a big part of why sometimes you don't see people come to games because if you're trying to take your family to the game, you're just the average family You've got a couple of kids. You've got maybe your husband, your wife. You've got four tickets you got to make sure you get. And then you you got to have concessions, right? The kids are going to want something. And you're looking at the prices and you're just thinking, this is almost ridiculous. This is going to break the bank. And sometimes it really is. So now Mississippi State's thinking, guess what? If we can get you in, we can get you in the in the building. Maybe we can get you to spend some more money. Because let's be honest, if you go to a Marshall game, more than likely you've got your own food outside in the tailgate lot. If you're one of those lucky people who are on the lot. Or if you're in the surrounding areas, you've brought your own lubrication. You've brought your own hot dogs, hamburgers, and everything else. You're tailgating. And... I don't see this the, the normal family of four doing that. The fan that just wants to come to the game, bring the family out, have a good time with the family, give them something to do. I don't think that's the majority of fans coming in. But there are other options as well. A lot of people will go to get food after the game because they haven't eaten, and it's probably a cheaper option for a lot of people. Or they're going to eat before the game. Cheaper option. Or maybe if that's just not a viable plan, maybe just don't go to the game, watch it on TV, whatever. But if you got them coming in, and it's not too expensive to get in, and then it's not too expensive to get a hot dog, maybe get a, a pop, get something to drink, get some nachos, something, it's going to be a little bit more enjoyable time. Plus, they're going to be apt to spend more. I go to a Reds game. You know where I'm going? I'm getting some dollar dogs, dude. Heck yeah. Now, I don't have dollar dog options when I go to the Bengals game, but I have kind of found that their concessions and their prices are not too terrible. I, I know what I'm getting. I'm paying that NFL luxury tax. I do get it. I know what I'm getting. But also, there's such a vast selection. I'm sitting there, and this is kind of pricey here. Okay, well, I got a better option over here. Uh, here's a here's a different option. This one's a little bit more expensive. This one's not so much. I've got options, and I think that's what athletic departments are trying to finally come up with. Are we got to give options to people? There's got to be a way to get them in here, and then make it so they want to buy something to eat or drink. We're not killing them because they're more likely going to buy something. So. They're working with their partner, 
to lower their concession prices. Uh, they're going to drop the cost to $3 for a 22-ounce soda. Okay, that seems fair. You're inside the stadium, 22-ounce, $3. Okay, that's not terrible. Also, $4 for a 44-ounce soda. All right, again, that's not too terrible for a stadium event. That's not bad. That's doable. Depends on how many kids you have and how many um, how many drinks they want. You get them a 44-ouncer, they should be good for the game. One 44-ouncer, yeah, that's not bad. I like what the Bengals are doing. When I go there, I get the collector's cup, and it comes with a sticker. And so I get the first drink. I finish it. Maybe I've done, yeah, maybe I've gone through halftime. I finish it. I'm still a little thirsty. I take the cup back. They peel the sticker off. And then they give me a refill. Movie theaters are doing that as well now with the refills because you're paying like five fifty for a big drink. And the last movie I went to, it's like, show me the small. Show me what's the small look like because I've got a coupon for a free small drink. Show me what that looks like. She showed me this tiny little thing. I'm like, okay. She's like, for a few cents more, here's the big. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll take the big. Go ahead. Give me that refill, right? Yep. All right, I'll do it. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be happening anytime soon at a college football game near you, but that's not a bad option as well. So um, here's something that's probably going to be uh, a better option for a lot of people. They're dropping the price of bottled water. It's been cut to $2. It was 4 so now 2 bucks for a bottle of water. That's not terrible at a football game. Hot dogs, nacho trays, soft pretzels, now $2 as well. So you could get, depending on what you're doing here, you could get yourself maybe a hot dog, you get a soft pretzel, get a bottle of water, 6 bucks. Mix and match your combination however it suits you. You're not going to break the bank. Or, you know, you just get a couple of hot dogs or you just get a nacho tray. Yeah, you're not, everybody's not going to load up, right? I could probably go to a, a Bulldogs game and enjoy the concessions cheaper than it would for me to go get a couple of things in a movie theater. And I like where universities are going with this because in this release, um, they're touting the fact that they're trying to work with their, their dining partner to create a more fan and family-friendly game day experience for their Bulldog family. Family's the new college buzzword, by the way. This is what, um, this is what President Mark Keenum said. I believe this new comprehensive plan for concessions is a key element to increasing value for our fans. High-quality refreshments, more sensible pricing, Faster service and new policies that address items of input from our fan base are a winning combination for a better game day experience. And these prices are going to be at every home sporting venue for the athletic year. That's a big deal. And they're doing some other things as well. We're not going to get into that. But that's the new thing to do. If you're trying to attract more people, get them to come into your stadium, how do you do that? Well, you create some value for them. Now, I know college athletics is a little different than pro football, so maybe it's fair, maybe it's not fair for me, but 
I looked at the pricing at a few places, and you know what? If you want to get people to come to your game, make sure that they feel like they're getting a good value. Winning helps. If you get a winning product, of course, that's helping a lot of people who are going to come. But you know, make sure that people just want to come to your, your game. Be entertained. Bring the family out. Season tickets aren't feasible for everybody. So I think what Marshall did was good. Hey, we've got a mini pack for you. You can't come to every game. Okay, we get that. We still like you to come. Can you come to three games? If you can, we got a deal for you. That's a good start for Marshall. Here's the season ticket package. I'm coming every game. I'm going to be there to see the herd and cheer on their herd. Okay, here's what it costs to get you in the door. At this level, you get this. point, you get this. You can't do that? Well, we've got a price point for you here. Can't do a full season? we got a three-game package for you right here. You even get the NC State. You want to see NC State? That's maybe really the game you want. Maybe we can get you to come to a couple others. You pick the games. We'll set up the package for you. That doesn't work for you. Single-game tickets will be on sale soon. Lower the barrier of entry. I mean, you got to make a profit here. You do because this thing doesn't run itself. You know, football's not free. It costs money to run an athletic department. Understand completely, but lower the barrier of entry. And I think concessions are a big barrier to entry. You're looking for a value. You're looking to stretch your dollar. And if you choose Marshall as an entertainment option, Marshall football is an entertainment option. You choose Marshall football, then you go in, you pay for your ticket. You're going to sit there an entire time, maybe, eh, can't afford concessions. I want to come see the game, but five or six bucks for a pop, a few dollars for a hot dog. Yeah, I just maybe I'll just stay home. I'm not going to have that much fun here. I'm not saying everyone does that, but, yeah, look at concession prices at events and, like, you know, I think I'm good. I'm, I'm really good. I'm not I, – I don't think I'm getting any value here. I mean, it's in the movie theater. It's like eight or nine dollars for popcorn. Are you kidding me? Eight or nine dollars for popcorn. For maybe not fresh popcorn. You're kidding. No, you're not kidding. Okay. I can go get a box of bag popcorn you know, that I put in the microwave. For what you're charging me for that, I can go get a whole bunch of popcorn, pop it in my microwave. I'm good. Uh, no, I'm going to pass on that. And nachos should, nachos should never be overpriced. Nachos should always be affordable. Hot dogs should be affordable. It's a hot dog. You can't tell me that the price of hot dogs have to be what they are. It's a hot dog. I can go to the grocery store, get a eight-pack of hot dogs for 99 cents on sale, and go get some dollar buns. And the Kroger brand dollar buns are pretty good, actually. If you haven't had those, those are actually pretty good. You know, you get to get an eight-pack of buns for a dollar? That's pretty good. And they're usually fresh. I mean... Yeah, I ultimately prefer Heiner's brand, but if I'm looking for an alternative, dollar bun's good. I mean, you can't tell me it, the hot dog should cost more than two bucks. I mean, if you're going to put condiments uh, on it, okay. If you want some hot dog sauce, okay, that's going to charge it a little bit more. I could go to Sam's Club and go get a Nathan's hot dog, a nice little Polish hot dog, and I can get a beverage. 
for buck fifty. So you can't tell me concession prices have to be this way. It just does not compute. 304-399-8255 is our local number. Toll-free is 877-420-8255. we got more drive on the way here, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, who lost the week? No, we don't do that who won the week stuff. We want to know who lost the week. That's coming up later on in the program as well as your phone calls. 877-420-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, we talked about concession prices. Maybe that's a barrier to entry for a lot. you got a family of four. You're trying to take the kids, the family to the game. You're going to spend getting in. Now, you're going to have to keep the kids entertained. You're going to have to, of course, spend some money in concessions. How much are you really going to spend? I think if concessions are a reasonable price, you're going to be apt to actually spend. I think it's almost a it's a 50-50. Either I'm going to buy something from the concessions or I'm just going to wait. I don't know how many people will just go ahead and bite the bullet, but I think there are a lot of people who will just say, I'll wait. I'll go to the tailgate lot. So that's a big, important item I think schools have got to address. You can't tell me a hot dog costs more than $2 with sauce. You can't tell me that. So part of the problem, of course, is just the financial situation everyone's in right now. And uh, Mike Kazaza doing a good story. Um, he, um, he works now for the 24-7 sports site that covers West Virginia. And Kazaza did a story on season tickets for West Virginia. Just to illustrate a point here, um, they're trying to push, make sure that people are showing up. They've sold around 24,000 season ticket packages and they said that that pace is slightly behind last year. Um, they um, are really behind what they used to do. About five years ago, they were above 33,000 at the same point of the offseason. Um, they're looking at between 25,000 and 26,000 for season tickets sold. Now, if they end up at one of those numbers. They're going to be looking at anywhere between a 3.5% to a 7.5% drop. In 2017, the dip was 3% from 2016. Football season ticket sales, of course, are important. It's a big deal. This is a majority of where funds come from at times for a lot of institutions. So this is money that's coming in. It's going back to the operation day-to-day, keep your athletic department running. And Shane Lyons, athletic director, who we talked about yesterday, is a guy who comes in and is saving money. He gets all this TV money and everything else that comes in, and instead of just going and spending every last dime, what comes in, what goes out, no, he's keeping some of it back, keeping some of it back because probably for things like this because – Again, season ticket revenue, maybe not where they'd like it to be, and it's been dropping. And this isn't just a West Virginia issue. College football, across the board, tickets are harder and harder to get sold. And there's so many options. And here's what Lyons said. He said that we're pretty flat compared to where we were last year. I think anybody sitting in my uptick. But at the same time, look at the market across the board, not only for college sports, but for professional sports as well. Season ticket sales and attendance remain flat. And that's true. 
it has been remaining flat. It's been dipping. And a lot of that has to do with just the economic situation a lot of people find themselves in. Plus, there are just more options. It's not the thing to do sometimes now just to spend the entire day going to the football game. A lot of people love their football. They also like sitting down in their living room, their comfortable chair, their beverages, their food, sit back, watch the game. You watch it for a few hours and you're done. I mean, that's where it's at right now. Last season, across the board, average attendance was 42,203. That's the worst number in 20 years. And it's the fourth straight season that the average attendance figure has dropped. And that doesn't help. That doesn't help athletic departments across the country. And that's never happened. That it's dropped like that four straight seasons. Plus, ratings, as we've talked about, that's gone down. That's not the reason why ticket sales have gone down. Schools are getting TV money, but TV isn't keeping people away because ABC, NBC, CBS, and ESPN, they've had a drop in their ratings. So it's not televisions that take keeping people away from, from football and basketball. It's not that. There's got to be an outside factor here because, let's be honest, Saturday, you might have two or three kids. You might have one. But they've got events. They've got things they're doing. I've got several friends. All Again, this is all anecdotal, but I've got several friends. I see them talk about all the time on social media because parents love to talk about their children and their sporting activities. And they're taking kids all over the place to softball, to baseball, to basketball, to soccer. They've got different sports going on consecutively all the time. So that's taking people's attention away. And, of course, again, the barrier of entry. It just costs a lot to go to a sporting event if you've got more than yourself. Now, if you get a a game day ticket on that day, maybe you can swing it once in a while. Or you've got the time, you want to commit to a few more, you can get a mini package, as we talked about. Again, there's options for you, but I think the barrier to entry is keeping a lot of people back. Now, give Marshall credit. They've been trying to make sure that their ticket prices are affordable, and I'm sure they compare quite well against other schools across the country. But some people maybe disagree because there's also a different barrier of entry. Of course, you've got to be a member of the Big Green if you want to sit in a certain area. There are reasons. Now, for a lot of people, they're probably just laughing at this conversation because they can afford this. And for a lot of other people, they can. That's why I mention these stories when we see another school has changed their concession package. Why? This is a big deal that a university has decided, you know what, we're not going to gouge our fans anymore. We're not going to gouge the people who come in. We're going to decrease the barrier of entry to our game. We want you to come to our game. And how do we get you to come? Well, ticket packages, of course, have got to be competitive. And then once you're in, you know, we're going to make sure that we're not sticking it to you. So you can come in, and you can get a hot dog for 2 bucks. You get a nacho tray for 2 bucks. Hey, we've got soft pretzels, $2. Soft pretzels, $2? Yeah, I'll take one every game. And those are the things you've got to do. It's a combination of everything here. So attendance is going down. People just can't afford to go sometimes. And if they can go, 
it's a big deal that they're going. So make sure that you're taking care of them. I mean, after all, they're more important to you than you are to them. Always remember that. Pro football, amateur sports, basketball, baseball, hockey, the people coming in the gate are more important to you than you are to them. Always act that way. And then you'll go and have a great season. You'll do things right. You'll keep that in mind knowing that you have to make sure you're taking care of those people. Plain and simple. It's not a matter of the customer's always right, but you don't function without the customer. Radio shows don't function without audiences. Television shows don't stay on the air without audiences. Football teams don't stay in cities without crowds. Money makes the world go round, and it's very important to remember that. And, of course, it's not um, – I mean, I'm not beating up on anybody. Just that it's a new landscape, and you have to, you have to adapt to be a part of this new landscape. I think Marshall is in a good position facility-wise – Stadium, probably the right size. You've got to make sure that you're taking care of the people coming in. Make sure that the fan experience is good. Make sure that the fan experience is why people keep coming back. Football is going to do its thing. Win or lose, a lot of people want to just come and watch a game. Lower the barrier of entry, and I think you're going to find that these numbers are going to stabilize. Maybe we're not going to see the high level of numbers we used to see. Maybe we will. But this is a reason why that you're seeing these schools and these universities try to improve the fan experience because a lot of people are waking up to the fact that the people coming in are more important than you. You are less important than your people coming in. I know a lot of schools, a lot of schools try to pitch it that, you're part of the family or, you know, it's, a, it's, it's us, whatever their slogan may be. It's great that you build that camaraderie. But at the end of the day, you need to remember that it's them. It's about that person who pays that money for that ticket. That's what it's about. And you give me a proposition where I can come see my favorite team, and it doesn't cost me that much. Yeah, it's going to cost me some money. I get that. But it doesn't cost me an arm and a leg. And then I get in here, and you're not trying to take what's left out of my wallet because you're going to overcharge me for things like hot dogs and nachos and soft drinks. And you pay attention to stuff like that. And you pay attention to all the other things that are going on in the stadium as well. So many things we can talk about. But i got to hit the break. We'll come back. And we're going to wrap it up. So who lost the week? I'll tell you my choice when we continue. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining us all week long. Looking forward to uh, coming back on Monday. Do it all over again. Uh, Next week, uh, I invite Kentucky fans to join us. In Ashland, we're going to be at Blazer's Restaurant and Bakery. 
the arrival of the guys from Kentucky Sports Radio, which airs on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. They're going to be there on Tuesday. I heard it's already going to be a big event. A lot of people calling, wanting to be a part of it, the restaurant. So I'm looking forward to it. If you're a U.K. fan you love the show, come out hang out with us. Uh, we're going to be over there Tuesday. So who lost the week? Now, we're going to do this every Friday. I'm not interested in who won the week. You know, you can have your who won the week. I don't care. That's not how we operate here. Who lost the week? And really, I think one guy claimed it all week. He's got it all to himself. The inaugural, the drive with Paul Swan, who lost the week award goes to Papa John Schnatter. Now, Papa John, already uh, in some sort of a PR nightmare, trying to, I guess, bounce back. NFL, because of his comments earlier, he made comments about players and, of course, protesting. NFL, moving on with Pizza Hut instead of Papa John. So Pizza Hut now the official pizza of the National Football League. And Papa was trying to get his act together, right? There was a conference call. Now, this conference call was to help him get to a point where he can avoid such problems. Instead, uh, he used the N-word during the conference call, which led to the resignation from the company board. He also left the UofL Board of Trustees. Now, yesterday you had several Louisville players and recruits. Now you're in trouble. Players and recruits are calling for the stadium to take the Papa John's name off. So they went to social media. So guess what? University of Louisville, they heard you. They are removing Papa John's name from the football stadium. They're going to call it Cardinal Stadium. So it's Cardinal Stadium right now. They've got a deal with Papa John. He's got naming rights until 2040. And it's not a Papa John's deal. It's a Papa John deal. So if he left the company, he could name this thing anything he wanted. I'm pretty sure that they're going to uh, find their way out of that deal. So, Papa John Schnatter, he lost the week. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Special thanks to our producer, Gabriel Sellards. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Going to be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, enjoy your weekend, everybody. station.